Today's daf is daf Tazayin, page 16. And we pick up from the word Gufa, which is six lines from the top of the page, on Tazayin Amud Aleph, 16a. Okay. And we are continuing on with the discussion, um, and this is going to continue on Toba Mishnah, which is towards the bottom of the Amud. The, the, the Mishnah, we were going through what is considered kosher schach, and if you have non-kosher schach on top of your sukkah, is it 50-50? Do you need majority of kosher against non-kosher? How exactly does that work? So here we go. Gufa, six lines at the top of Tazayin Amar Aleph, Amar Rav Ami Bar Tev Yumi. Rav Ami Bar Tev Yumi says, Sichach HaBav If a person uses old clothing that are worn out, it is puzzle. Okay. Now, why would it be okay? Because it's no longer a garment. Okay? So let's say you have something which, uh, which, you know, you, you make it out of something that comes from the ground, but it was turned to a cave. So it's not, we, we, we discussed this on yesterday's day. My Bevlai Kalim says the Gemara, at what point is something considered worn out and no longer usable? Amar Abayabai says, Okay, when you have Matlanyais, when it's patched up, okay, and um, each patch is less than three fingers, the, the width of three fingers, so then this type of shirt is, it's kind of like, we'll call it an in-betweener. A, a, a well-off, a financially well-off person is not going to wear such a thing, okay? And somebody who's too poor is not going to wear this either, okay? Why? Because something of this size, they actually, a poor person won't even consider it a garment. They'll consider this to be a patch for a different garment, okay? So either way, it's no longer considered a shirt. Now says the Gemara, Rebaisa seems to uh, fall in lockstep with this with this psak of Ravami Bartavumi. We learn machtzelas shel shifa v'shalgemi. We have a machtzelas, a mat made out of shifa v'shalgemi, various types of bushes, shiareha, and whatever is left over of it, meaning things that fell off of the mat. Rashi explains that. Not that they were part of the mat and they fell off, but they, it was set aside to make the mat, and now here's, we have extra material. We'll call it, even if it's too small to be you cannot use it as schach. Okay? Why can't you use it as schach? Aye, it's not part of the mat. Was it ever part of it? Not part of the mat. So why can't I use it? Because since it was designated to be, the intent was that it should be designated and this is going to be used part of the mat. So mainly, even now that it's not, it's still considered a chilek of it and it's, it's uh, not allowed to be used as chach, which falls into lockstep with Ravami Bar Tevyumi's original idea that even uh, worn out vessels, things that are less than this size of three by three, still may not be used as schach. If you have mats that are made of kanim reeds, 
Gedayla, if it's big, Misachim Ketana, Ain Misachim If it's very large, it's okay. All right? If it's small, it's not. Now, we're immediately going to jump at this and say, one second, a large mat is okay, and a small mat is not. Shouldn't a large mat be a kli, while a small mat isn't? So Rashi uh, really comes to clarify for us over here, and Rashi says, this is about uh, nine, ten lines down in the thin lines of Rashi, When you make something that's really too large to be a mat, our default is going to be, one second, there's something large here that's too big to be a mat. It must be that it's only connected for schach. Which means the original intent is never that it should be a kli in the first place, which, by the way, keep in mind, is starting to lead us into why we can have mats nowadays as schach. Because if it's made a particular way, in a particular sizes, where it's not used for anything else other than schach, it's never going to take on the name kli, never going to take on the name vessel, and it wouldn't be allowed. Rebbe Lezreimer, Rebbe says, he says, no, that even if it's a big one, the default is never going to be for schach. The default of a mat automatically is that it's used as a vessel, it's used to sit on. Rashi says it's used to lie down on. That's why people make mats in the first place, and therefore it will automatically have the status of a vessel. And I cannot use it as schach. Okay, period. End of that part of the mission. The seifa of the Mishnah that we learned yesterday on Daftesvav was digging out a haystack. You have a haystack, you dig out the middle. It's not as the, the Mishnah used a very interesting expression. Instead of saying puzzle, if you look back towards the bottom of Tesvav Amad Aleph, the Mishnah said, Eina Sukkah. When you dig out the bottom of a haystack, Eina Sukkah. It's not even a Sukkah. All right. Says the Gemara. A person who digs out the bottom of a haystack. Omar, it's not a good sukkah. Omar Hunavuna says, Says Ravuna, you know something? The only time when you dig out a haystack it's not valid is when you don't have the right measurement of seven tvachim by seven tvachim and a tefach high. Interesting, he's using a one tefach high, right? Because we know what's the minimum height of a sukkah. Ten. Okay? He says, when's a puzzle? If you don't have one tefach and seven tefach wide spaces, which is the minimum measurement of the, the, the sheer sukkah. It would take on the status of a sukkah. Okay? Now, um, Let's keep reading, and then we'll get to, uh, we'll, we'll go through how this is possible. We learned in a b'risa similarly. If a person um, is, digs into a, a haystack to make it a sukkah from the bottom, it can be a sukkah. Now this b'risa doesn't talk about measurements. Says the Gemara to clarify. And we learned in a Mishnah, our Mishra says you can't do such a thing. It must be that it, uh, that uh, the halacha takavalos ravuna, which is our Mishnah, which says in the sukkah means you didn't dig out seven by seven in the height of a tefach. 
and the and the the price which says that when you uh, empty out the bottom of a sukkah, it's going to be kosher. That's talking about where you did it with the required amount. Okay. Now, um, what we're dealing with over here is in order for it to be a tefach doesn't mean that you can now slide into the tefach to use it as a sukkah. What it means is, as long as I took out a tefach, if afterwards I dig down and complete the walls, then it's going to be okay, and it's not going to be an issue of tasev leimina asu. Okay? So again, when do we say that you're going to have a, when you have a tefach height, seven tefach of a hollow out, out space, it's valid to be used as a sukkah, that's when you go and, con- and you dig down into the ground, and you complete the tenth tefach. Okay? I, so one second, pause. What's going on? So why does we say, that one tefach and seven tefach and one. So what Ravuna means is, once you dig out the height of a tefach, you're now getting rid of the tasev aloy min problem. Because think about it. Listen closely. What does tasev aloy min mean? The schach can't come before the walls. Right? If I have one tefach with schach, so now I have a one tefach wall, and now I'm completing it from the bottom, that will remove the tasev leim and asu problem. All Rav Huna is saying is not that it's now, currently, when it's one tefach high fit to be lived in. No, that's not what he's saying. What he's saying is, once you have one tefach high and seven tefachim wide, you've now removed the tasev leim and asu issue so that I can now dig down, complete my ten tefachim, gavaldik, I can now use the wall. So again, Rav Huna is not saying it's, Kusher to be used in. He's saying I've now established it and done enough work on it to remove the tasev lemon also a problem. Okay? Ika Dramili Mirma, some people learned the machokas of the Bryce and some people learned the Bryce and the Mishnah. One said kosher, one said posel as a contradiction. Tonight we learned the Mishnah, but God is not a in a sukkah, but there's Bryce that says kosher. How do you resolve this? Says the Gemara, Amaravuna like kasha, kam bishisham halal tabach with meshach shiva. When you already have a tefach height and seven tefach and wide, and then I dig down, there's no tasev leim no problem. But when I never had the tefach and the tefach of height, so now I have a tasev leim no issue, and it's not going to be a kosher sukkah. Okay. Period. End of that discussion in our Mishnah concerning. The, the two halachas that the Mishnah taught us on Tesvav and Aleph, the bottom of Tesvav Aleph, which was, how do you work out if you have schach posel on top of the sukkah, metal spits, uh, bed legs on top of the, uh, uh, on top of the sukkah, how, how can you now make a kosher? And then the seifa, the halacha of, of a person who digs out a haystack. Okay, let's move on now to the next Mishnah. The next Mishnah's focus is going to be a halacha l'mayshim Sinai that we familiarized ourselves with. And let's talk outside for a moment. When it comes to Hilcha Sukkah, there's a number of halacha l'mayshim Sinai's that one can use to kosherize their sukkah. For example, we're going to talk about lover. Okay? Now, what does lava do? 
Babak says if you have less than three tvachim of empty space, it's considered like there's no space. It's considered closed. So, push it. Very simple. Probably most of our sukkahs end up with this. I end up with a, th- a two tefach wide gap on top of my head when tzach. Do I have to be careful that there's more tzach on top of me? No. No. Good. Lamaisa, my sukkah is giving more shade than sun. It's a kosher sukkah. Right on top of my head, there's more sun coming down. Big deal. Lavud says it's closed. Hakob is safe. More concerning is the following. A sukkah needs walls and schach. You can't only have schach and no walls. So if I have walls around me and my schach is five tfachim away from the walls. I have walls going up, eight foot panels, gansamaisa. And I only lay out schach towards the center of my sukkah. It's five tfachim away from the walls. Is that a kosher sukkah? No. Because I have schach on my head, but I don't have walls. A sukkah needs walls and schach. If the schach is too far from the walls, more than three tvachim from the walls, it's not considered like I have walls. Separate. That's the svar. However, if the schach comes within three tvachim of the wall, it could be an open gap. There's no problem whatsoever. That's halach l'mezhmizinai number one. We're going to be talking about lavud, not the main halach l'mezhmizinai, but we need to understand this concept of lavud as we enter this Gemara. Okay. Another halach l'mezhmizinai that we need to familiarize ourselves with, we, we know about daifin akuma, right? Pasal schach, bent wall, you get up to four amas. It's empty space, you got three tfachim. Pasal schach, you got four amas, okay? Then, and here's the primary halacha machine that we're going to be talking about. There's a halacha machine I called good asik. Good asik means that I know I need walls and schach. What if my walls start from the ground and they don't reach all the way up to the schach? Are my schach and walls connected? My walls are ten tvachim. My schach is eight feet above my head. What connects the walls to the schach? The answer is, a halach l'mashvin I called good asik. Good asik means the walls extend upward and create a mechitza. So this is very interesting and very practical. People build sukkahs on their decks on their balconies, and they use the rails around their decks as their walls. They have four poles on each corner continuing upwards, and then they lay out kosher schach. So you look up at the schach, you say, where's your walls? The walls are down there. Yeah, but what's connecting the walls to the schach? The answer is, good asik says we view those walls like they continue upwards. Now keep in mind, you can combine two Allah Meshbizinais. So if I have my walls and I use good asik to say that they're continuing upwards, my schach still has to come within three tfachim of those imaginary walls. Okay? I can use both. I can use Lavud and Good Asik. So the schach doesn't have to come all the way exactly flush 
to where the bottom of those walls are. It has to come within three tvachim, and then I'm going to combine lavud and good asik and say I now have a kosher sukkah. Is that clear? Yeah? Just to make sure I'm articulating this concept well. Okay. One more thing, and this is just an additional, it's like good asik, except good asik means walls extend upward. There's also something called good achis, which means walls extend downward. Okay? If you have walls that are hanging above the ground, good achis says, the same way good asik gives us imaginary walls going up, good, as, good, good achis gives us these walls going down to the floor. And we'll see why. We'll see how, you know, how this plays out. All right. With that introduction, here we go. Says the Mishnah. A person is Mishalshel. Mishalshel means you kind of make a chain. Okay? It's usually talking Shilshel. Mishalshel is when you do something from top to bottom. So a person makes walls from top to bottom. So his walls are hanging above the air. So are we going to be using good asik or good achis? Good achis. Okay, good asik is you, you go up towards the schach. Good asik, good, good, good asik is you go up towards the schach. Good achis is, is going down. So a person hangs their walls from top, open on bottom. Is that a kosher sukkah? Says the Mishnah. If the wall is more than three tvachim above the ground, it is possible. Okay? Now, why is it possible? Why is it possible? So, there's two problems. I shouldn't say two problems. There's one problem, and one thing that's not a problem. Okay? The big problem is, a wall needs to have a function. A wall needs to have a function. If a wall is too high above the ground, there's no function. A wall needs to protect that which is inside of it. If it's too high above the ground, things could be running under the wall. There's no protection. There's no wall. Um, so animals can run through if it's more than three tvachim above the ground. Now, what's there no problem of? Space. Because once it can't be more than three tvachim above the ground... I'm going to enter my domain of lavud. Now, less than Tvachim, I'm also going to say, you could also view it as if it's enclosed. But you can't, it's interesting here, because we're using lavud, but we're also pointing out, you can't use lavud when it's not true. You can't say a wall's closed when animals are running through. The Chacham established, anything lower than three Tvachim is enough protection that a small goat can't get through here. Okay, so... You, you're hanging a wall. If it's more than the above the ground, it's not even a wall. Nothing doing. It's no protection. Sorry, Charlie. Not a sukkah. Less than three tvachim is, is we're going to assume, is okay. All right. Milmata lamala. What happens if I start my walls from bottom up? Then, im gavaya asara tvachim kshera. If the wall is ten tvachim high, then, even if there's a high gap up until the, my eight foot high schach, like my deck, even if there's a, 
It's going to be okay. Why? Good asik. We're going to say that the walls continue to extend upwards. That is the ratio of the Mishnah. Rabbi Yaisi, Rabbi Yaisi says, no, I argue, I argue that there's a discrepancy between whether it hangs down or goes up. Good asik means I have ten tabachai wall and then a gap in Tomai's chach. Is it good? Yes. He says, so too, good aches. If I have a wall that's ten tabachim high, starting from my schach, going downwards, even if there's another ten feet to the ground and animals could be running through, good aches tells me it's closed. And it's going to be kosher as well. So that's the machlokas between the Tanakama and Rabbi Yaisi. They argue about when the walls are hanging from the top. Going down, according to Tanakama, you can never have more than a three tapach gap. According to Rabbi Yaisi, he says, absolutely, you could. If your walls hanging are ten tfachim, you can very much have more than a three tapach gap. And the Gemara is going to have to explain what the machlokas is just to get us started. On, on why this is even a conversation. In the Tanakama's case, where he says, the wall starting from top to bottom can't have three tvachim, how much wall do you have already? Do you have a ten tefach wall? It's not clear. Okay? So, there's room to wiggle in what the Tanakama even means. While Rebbeisi's opinion, Rebbeisi says, listen, as long as you have a tent of wall, you don't need love because of good aches. So we're going to have to explain what, what exactly um, is the conversation here. All right, here we go. Zagd the Gemara. The Maikamitzuki. What's the Machlag between Tanakama and Rabbi Yaisi? Tanakama says it needs to be within three Tvachim. Rabbi Yaisi says, nah. As long as you have a tent of walls, it could be well above the ground. Why, why the argument? Mar Shabar, Mechitza, Tuliyam, Ateras. We're going to assume that one man, the Omar, holds that a hanging wall is called a wall. And it would even be permitted to carry on Shabbos inside a hanging wall property. So if I would have walls that are high up and down around me everything is open, it's considered closed. By sukkah also, it's called closed. And I'm, I'm walled in, I'm good. Another man, the Omar holds that no. A wall that's hanging is not called a wall. You're not, it's not protecting you. It's not doing nothing. It's not giving you any privacy. It's not giving you a, a, a property. And therefore, you cannot carry it on Shabbos. And you cannot, uh, and you can, it's not going to be kosher for a sukkah. Okay. Tanan Hasam, we learned in a Mishnah when it comes to Hilcha Shabbos. Bar Shabbin Shtechatzerais, when you have a bar, when you have a well. That's in between two properties. Um, you cannot take water out, of, out from it on Shabbos. Why? Rashi says, and we know this from Erevin, because when I take water out of this well, I can ver- I'm very well, you know, water is all connected. So when I take water out of the well, what I'm basically doing is taking water that's part of his property too. So I'm changing properties. This is specific to liquids. Liquids are all considered together. Ella and Cain, you're not allowed to take the water out unless. Unless you make a machitza ten tfachim high in the well, okay? 
Bain memala, bain lamata. Whether it's right above the well, whether it's inside, bain b'saych aignai, inside the lip. You need to have a ten tefach wall showing a division of properties. Now that there's a simon of division of properties, even though water's all together, if I do it on my half, that's my place. And everybody else could bug off. That's the, that's the uh, mission. Tanakama. Says we now turn to that says that the ten tefach high wall in between the well in the middle of the well can be above the water and Basilo says um, it can be it needs to be mamish like on the water okay it can't be above it needs to be like up to and touching our review review says like the he says that, I understand, what does it help, um, according to either opinion, he says a mechitza should not work anything more than a, a full-fledged wall that's separating the properties. Okay? So what he's saying is that as long as I have some sort, uh, some sort of showing of division, he's the most lenient. He says that's going to be enough. Okay? Now, until now, he said, it could be above, uh, close. He says, it could even be hanging. It could even be high above. Like, like, like symbolic. Okay? Now, Amor Rabbi Rachan Amor Yechanan, Rabbi Yehuda, Yehuda's being lenient here, Bishitas Rabbi Yaisi Amor. He's following the opinion of Rabbi Yaisi, who we spoke about earlier, right? Who says, you're allowed to carry inside of a hanging wall area on Shabbos. Basically, said you're allowed to carry inside of a hanging wall. Says Rabbi even if you have a hanging wall above the well, that's enough of a sin. But really, the two opinions don't necessarily go hand in hand. Really, they could be completely separate. How so? Because Rabbi says that you could have a hanging wall above the well. Doesn't necessarily hold like Rabbi says you're allowed to have a hanging wall to carry on Shabbos. What, what happened? You have two chatzeris with the well in between. To carry from one private property to another private property is Isr Drabon. A Ruby chatzeris is needed Midrabon. Midraraisa, you can't do from Shusrab to Shusayach. One is Shusayach, another Shusayach. One chatzer to another chatzer is Dindrabonan. So over there, maybe that's why Rabbi Yehuda's Makal, he says, listen, just put a hanging wall. In between, and now uh, you could take your thing. The Rabbanan are going to be okay with it. Have a lacha sukkah daraisa. But over here, sukkah daraisa, like, you, you, got, you got to go all out. You won't be lenient about hanging walls. You got to start from the bottom, perhaps. Shabbos, this is skila. Shabbos, yeah, granted, you know, maybe Chatseris is the Rabbanan, but Shabbos as a whole is much more stark, is much more strict than sukkah. What happens if you don't eat in the sukkah? All right, you might get malchus, right? You don't get a mitzvah. That's what's going to happen. But come Shabbos, psh, Shabbos is, uh, you know, it's a big zach. So maybe over there, he will be more machmir on Shabbos than he is by sukkah. Vim taimar, maishe there was a story that happened in Tzipairi, and we're going to read the story shortly, a very interesting story. 
who did this story uh, where they allowed somebody to carry using hanging walls? Whose opinion did they follow? Okay. It's not enough. When they allowed the carrying in this story, they weren't following Rabbi Yaisi's opinion. They were following Rabbi Yishmael, the son of Rabbi Yaisi's opinion. All right. Now, right now we're kind of like on a cliffhanger, right? What's going on? There's, one second. We gave, we clarified that there's opinion of Rabbi Yaisi when it comes to Hilchah Sukkah. There's opinion of Rabbi Yudah when it comes to Hilchah Shabbos. The two don't necessarily go hand in hand. And by the way, you should know the story of Tzipari wasn't paskined like Rabbi Yaisi, it was paskined like Rabbi Shmuel. All right, now what's going on, right? They're piquing our interest. So let's tell us what's happening here. Here's the story. Umay Maisa. What story happened? Tchiyasa Ravdimi Amar. Ravdimi came to Bavel and he told us the following Maisa. Pamachas one time. Shakhu. They forgot. They forgot to bring the Sefer Torah to Shul before Shabbos. All right. Now, why did they not have a Sefer Torah in Shul? Because people would steal Sefer Torah. So they would keep it in safer places. Shul was a public place. People walking in and out. So they always made sure... We make sure that our ovens turned on before Shabbos. They made sure the Sifrei Torah were brought to Shul before Shabbos. But one Shabbos they forgot. Lamachar. So they forgot to do it on Friday. So Lamachar tomorrow, the next day, on Shabbos. Persu Sedinin Agave Amudin. Here's what they did in order to bring the Sefer Torah to the Shul. Okay? Now, it's very interesting that you'd think, you know, maybe they could all go hear Kriya Satera in this guy's house. Daven Shachras. Go to this guy's house, wherever they kept it. Chles, it wasn't possible. They needed, in order to have Kriya Satera, they needed to have it in the shul. So what they do on Shabbos, listen, it's fascinating. They spread out sheets on top of uh, poles, okay, and they brought the Sefer Torah and they read from it. Here's what they did. They basically made one long chuppah. Okay? They basically made one long chuppah. And now they were able to carry the Sefer Torah under the chuppah. There's a lot of questions on this, which we're going to go into. We're going to talk about this. But to try to understand what they did and what, how it connects to us... If all they did is spread out sheets on top of poles that made a chuppah, it must be that a hanging wall is okay. Because we're assuming the sheets, doesn't say the sheets hung all the way down to the floor. Okay? Now, the obvious question is one second. You know, there's a story in Chelm. Story in Chelm is a blanket of snow. Beautiful. They didn't want to ruin the snow. Gorgeous, mamish. We have to teach our children to fly sabare. No, we don't want any footsteps. So they went to the sage of Chelm, the Chacham, and they say, "What do we do to have all the 
school children not step in the snow on their way to school. They have to make sure that, you know, it remains. So he came with a brilliant idea. He said all the men should pick up the children and carry them to school, to, to school on their shoulders. This way there'll be no footprints. They pick up the kids, they carry them to the school, and they look back at the snow and they were wondering who had the chutzpah to ruin the snow. Okay, a silly story of Chelm. All right, silly story. Okay. Ask the Gemara the obvious question. You can't carry a safer tire. Oh, oh, that's what we're going to do. Oh, let's go carry the sheets. To put up so we can carry a safer tire. If you can't carry, how are you making your chuppah? Right? What does that mean? What are you, uh, how are you even doing this in the first place? Frech the Gemara. Persus al They're bringing sheets. Mehecha neviu b'shabbos. You just told me it's Shabbos. They can't carry a Torah. How are they getting the sheets to start laying them out across the courtyard? How are they doing that? Ella, rather, says the Gemara, I'll tell you what happened. Here, to the story. What happened in the story? Matsu sedinim perusim al amudim. It was pre-existing. Pre-existing. Somebody had an awning there. And they realized, oh, Baruch Hashem, is stuck. What do we do? And they looked up and they realized that Baruch Hashem, you know, uh, somebody had made a, a flea market and they put out, uh, they opened up some, some coverings. So Baruch Hashem, it worked out. They would bring a Sefer Torah. I, so why is it a story? Hashkacha Pratis. Hashkacha Pratis story? Okay. Hashkacha Pratis story. No. It is Hashkacha Pratis. Over the Maisa, the halacha we're pulling out of this is that when you have the awning covering you, and we're still permitting the Sefer Torah to be brought by Stice, must be, you're allowed to use a hanging wall and consider it enclosed. Okay. Very good. Finished. Amr Rav Chist, Amr Rav Avimi. Rav Chist says the name of Avimi. Machtelas arbo ma'ashu matas p'sukamishum daifin. When you have a machtelas, a mat, which is a little wider than four tfachim. Okay? So... Um, it's kosher for a, for a sukkah. How big does the sukkah wall need to be? Ten. Let's think. How can I figure out using the halacha l'mayshimisinais, how can I figure out a way for a four tefach and a little bit mat wide, how can I turn that into ten tefach? How do I expand it? What do you say? How can you make your four tefach and a little bit expand to ten tefach? You know what we'll say? Double lover. Right? I have four and a little bit. Put that in the direct center of the open wall area. Now, I have a little less than three tefachim to the ground. Lover. A little less than three tefachim to my schach. Lover. I have love it on both sides. Ten tvachim, kevalt. I'm okay. Because lavud makes it like it's closed. You happy what's going on? Right? What's four and a quarter plus three plus three? Ten and a quarter. So now I have my kosher size walls. Anybody not clear with this? Are we good? Any questions? Yeah? This is, this is math. I have four and a little bit mat. Put that around the center. 
I have less than three to the floor. Lovud says it's closed. Beautiful. So now I have seven and a quarter. L- less than three to the top. We say it's closed. Now I got ten and a quarter. I got my kosher walls. Hey, what do you do? Tali leba emtsa. Put it right smack dab in the middle. Pachas mishloish lematas. Less than three to the bottom. Pachas mishloish lemal. Less than three to the top. Pachas mishloish Okay. Says the Gemara Pshita. Yeah, this is simple. Simple. Yeah. Gemara says, no. You know what's the chiddush here? That you can double lovud it. That lovud could work on two sides. That's taka revchista's chiddush. Are we all clear in this halacha? This is fascinating. It's fascinating. We just learned something new about lovud, and that is until now we've learned that lovud is less than three tvachim. You could use lovud. Now we're learning that lovud can actually expand multi-directional. It can work in various directions. You work to the ground and back to the top. So really, when we say you need a ten tefach wall for a sukkah, you can really have four tefach walls. If I put that smack dab in middle of the ten tefachim, I now have three lavud, three lavud, it's ten tefachim. Four plus three plus three, it's ten. Okay. Mesvei, they ask a challenging question. When you have a mat that's seven and a little bit, then it's okay. One second. I thought four and a little bit is okay. Why does the Brysa say that you need seven and a little bit? Seven and a little bit means you can only have one lovud, not two lovuds. Gemara says, Okay. You know why? Because that is dealing with a tall sukkah where this chach is higher than ten tvachim. So now I need seven plus, add my love, add my three, and now I have a full-fledged seven tefach sukkah. Here's what we need a chap. Here's what we need a chap. And this is interesting. Lovud works when I have something at either end. If I have my wall here, and, you know, my hand's vertical, and my hand here, horizontal, and it's two and a half tfachim away, Lovud says it's closed. If there's no wall there, even al pi alacha, there's no good asik, let's say. This doesn't extend three tfachim when there's no wall to touch. Lovud needs something there to say, oh, I have something here and something here. It's closed. But when I only have something here and nothing there, there's no lovud. You need two things. Okay? That's the catch. So when I have a high schach, you need seven tfachim, and then we could say lovud closes it to the ground, and now it's ten. But when, if I would only have four tfachim with high schach, so I have lovud to the ground, you don't have lovud up because the schach is way too high. Lovud, therefore, that's why I need seven and a little bit. Okay. The, the chiddush is that uh, you can uh, have hanging walls from top to bottom. All right, let's just wrap up this daf. Amr Avami, Ravami says, 
Pasarbo Mashuhu, when you have a panel that is four plus, Matir Besukam Ishim Daifin, that can allow a sukkah to be kosher. Okay, use the lavud and now it closes it off. It's letting us know. We know that until now we're talking about walls from top to bottom. What about seven tefach wide walls? Okay, so says Rav Ami, if I have a wall that's four tefachim and a little bit. I can use lavud to connect me to the next wall. I what's the chiddush? The chiddush here is that listen, if the minimum measurement is seven tefachim, that's small. I would think you need actual wall for your seven tefachim. Kamash malan, the chiddush is no. The measurement is seven tefachim, and lavud. What lavud does is it taka makes seven tefachim for me. So if my walls are four plus tefachim, and then lavud. Four plus tvachim, and then love until seven tvachim. Four plus love, that's also okay. So love it works both for, for the length of the wall to the schach, and it works to give me the width of my walls as well. Okay, beautiful. We're up to the next Mishnah on top of Yod Zayin Amud Aleph, and we're going to focus Bezaz Hashem in the next Mishnah. We're going to continue our discussion of love, good achis, good asik. And we will hold it here for today. Have a wonderful, wonderful Shabbos, everybody.